Hello and welcome to another documentary photography review podcast with me, Chris King, and co-presenter Rebecca Enderby. For today's podcast, we travel across the globe to Bangladesh to interview Kazi Riasat, who's often called by his nickname, Alvi. We will be discussing his work, People Around Chittagong Railway Station, a powerful project about the people that live in and around the station at Chittagong in Bangladesh, sleeping on platforms or in slums around the railway lines. Here's Rebecca to introduce Alvi and the podcast further. In Alvi's short span as a photographer, he has been recognised by various global organisations, including Sony World Photography and, most recently, through the Ian Parry Scholarship. He has exhibited worldwide, including at Somerset House in London, as part of the Sony World Photography Awards. The focus of the Documentary Photography Review podcast series is on local photographers documenting local stories where they live and where they are from. And as part of this, we are really keen to engage with and give a platform to photographers all over the world, not only those that pass through London where we are based. So this was our first attempt at using Skype outside of the UK, and unfortunately it was not without its problems, as I'm sure those of you that use Skype internationally will be all too familiar with. The audio quality is not nearly as strong as we would have liked due to the poor internet connection, but this was the best available. We have enhanced the audio as best we could and are working on finding better means to interview those in locations with poor internet connections. There was also a two-second delay, which although has been edited out here, meant that the conversations could not flow as we would have liked. To cater for the fact that some listeners may struggle to catch everything that was said, we have provided a complete transcription of the interview. If you go to documentaryphotoreview.com forward slash podcasts and navigate to Alve's interview. As usual, the links to Alve's work and the photographers, exhibitions and events he mentioned are all in the show notes, available at documentaryphotoreview.com forward slash podcasts. Despite our technical difficulties, we hope you'll get something out of the interview, as we do discuss a range of interesting issues, from how Alve came to photograph the people at the railway station, to the rapidly growing photography scene in Bangladesh, and touching on the reasons why there are a lack of women in photography out there. We certainly felt that we needed to put this out, despite it not being the quality we would have ideally liked. We want to give more exposure to a great body of work and to an up-and-coming photographer, as well as give you an insight into the high-quality work coming out of Bangladesh. As mentioned, we are working on improving our overseas recording so that we can continue to talk to photographers irrespective of location. So now to Alve's interview, and thanks for listening. So to begin, why don't you tell us a little bit about your um, journeys sort of into photography? Um, so how how you became interested in photography and how you've developed? Because you're also working as well, aren't you? So how how you sort of um, juggle the two the two different things? Actually, I started photography in the beginning of 2011, uh, and that time I was not very much serious about photography. I just started it as uh, my hobby. Uh, actually, uh, in the end of 2010, I've got an almost uh, scrap Nikon camera from one of my elder brothers of my area that, is, that made me interested to uh, do photography, actually. Uh, and uh, in 2011, I've got, uh, I bought my, uh, bought my camera, and from that time actually, I started to take the photograph uh, seriously. Yeah. Uh, before, uh, when I just started, I was uh, kind of interested in uh, nature photography or something like that. But uh, when I uh, 
started to look at the uh, great photo, uh, street and documentary photography on uh, on the internet, especially the photographers from Magnum Photos Agency, Boo, Panos, or some people, uh, some, uh, this, this sort of big agency photographers. I got interested in photography, uh, documentary photography, actually. Right. And then as a business school student, uh, that was uh, kind of uh, difficult for me to be in photography professionally because uh, as you know that uh, photography and business school are two different uh, things and but business school helped me out to become uh, as a, uh, my market my major was actually marketing so my marketing knowledge uh, helped me out to how to use my portfolio uh, Kind of smartly, smartly. Uh, how to market myself? How to learn by the, the, the business school? Right, that's that's a useful skill to have, because I'm sure yeah. a lot of a lot of photographers would like to know how to promote themselves better and how to market themselves more effectively. Yes. So it's good yes. that you've got that background. You've got a, a head start. Yes. Can you tell us a bit about uh, the Chittagong Railway project? Actually, uh, when I started uh, the project that time, uh, the Chittagong Railway Station was actually just beside my university in Chittagong. Uh, I have, uh, I am actually, uh, I'm living in Dhaka from last two and a half years, and uh, before that time, I I started in Chittagong. Actually, Chittagong is my home hometown. Uh, yeah. Dhaka is not my hometown. I just okay. lived in, lived there for my study or uh, for doing photography stuff. Right. Uh, when I got my camera, I well, Jirogong uh, uh, railway station was just uh, beside my uh, university, so I regularly went there to kind of do street photography or something like that. And that time I did not have any intention to do it. But when I worked there almost one year, I felt like I can do some, uh, I can develop some project there. So uh, from about one and a half years, um, seriously thinking, uh, I was really uh, seriously thinking about, about doing a story uh, there. So actually from that time, I was thinking to develop a project here, there. Okay. And how did you sort of first start approaching people um, in the station and, and start developing relationships for the project? Actually, it is uh, kind of difficult to uh, create long-term relationship there because, as you know, that in railway stations, no, no, no one is fixed there. So um, uh, the passengers are coming and going. The homeless people are coming and going, and some homeless people are seasonal. Uh, for example, uh, some homeless people are coming from uh, northern regions of Bangladesh. Uh, when they, they they don't have any job in particular season in uh, northern parts of the of the country, they come to uh, come to Dhaka and Chittagong and find and uh, look for some source of income here. So it it was a little bit of difficult to make relationship. For example, if I take photograph of a person here, it, I'm not so sure that I'm going to meet the person again uh, tomorrow. So because. Most of them are roaming people here. So, but when I go there, I try to uh, at first, and I try to talk with them at first. I try to 
uh, know the stories of the, their life, try to know their names, when, uh, from where they came from. And I asked their six and just, uh, I make, uh, I try to make a, a relationship with them in a very short period, period of time because I'm not sure that I'm going to meet the person again tomorrow. So, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, but, okay. No. So that's interesting. That's an interesting point that you you might see what one person one day and, and a different set of people the next day. It's challenge. It's a different sort of challenge, then, isn't it? Yeah. It is really challenging. Yeah. Because if you can uh, continuously photograph a, a particular person day after day, you can you can actually have chance to uh, make a strong relationship with it. But in Chirigong relationship, I have no chance. Uh, for doing that, right? Yeah. And do you think that being from the uh, from the city helped w- with your project? Helped you kind of, you know, gain trust in people quite quickly, or or do you think that being local was an advantage? Uh, being local is an advantage because I know the uh, language of the people here, but uh, most of the people, uh, especially the rowing people, do not speak speak in the local language of Chittagong because, as I said earlier, that uh, most of them are coming from other regions of the country. But I know, as a local person, uh, I know the everything uh, as the surrounding of the station very well. So it helped me. Uh, it, it really helped help me out. Right. Being local helped you to gain access to these people. Yeah. And uh, but obviously, you're experiencing other challenges in terms of the fact that people may be there one day and, and not there the next. Yeah. So did you really struggle to kind of build up any sort of relationships or was there a need to kind of build up people's trust? Were you able to just go there at any time and photograph these people? Uh, yes, the, the thing is uh, something like that. I go to any time to the, uh, to the place, but I didn't still photograph at, uh, at night because uh, there's some security issues or something like that because... After night, that first becomes uh, kind of dangerous. Uh, some robbers, uh, hijackers, and and those people are actually the drug dealers or uh, uh, drug addicts people to right. do this trying to, to to collect money for uh, drugs. So, but I have planned to photograph uh, uh, in in night, but it will be a little bit of risky task. Yeah. And um, can you say something a bit about the the railway stations? Um, in Bangladesh and, and this one about perhaps how how things have changed in, in the past with um, kind of more and more people moving into the cities has that created more people that find themselves having to live in these stations that are out of work and does that create more poverty? Uh, before uh, telling about that let me uh, give some idea about railway stations in Bangladesh actually uh, the Bangladesh railway was uh, developed in the British period uh, as, it, as you know that uh, this, uh, this, this part of the world was a colony of uh, British Empire. The, the major development was done that time but after that uh, there was no, almost no development in uh, the railway scene of the country. For example, uh, in this, <laughs> uh, let, let me say one, uh, say one thing. Uh, this morning I was roaming around Chittagong Railway Station. I've got a uh, old uh, uh, tower. The, the tower means uh, stand of light stand or something. Uh, there has the still this name of the British government written there. So the thing is like that. There is no major change uh, after the British period uh, the, uh, in uh, railway sector in Bangladesh. Right. And and uh, this this place uh, beca- became. 
uh, shelter for homeless people roaming people because it is easier for them to stay at night there. As I said, that they are coming from other parts of the country. Mm. Uh, most of them are. Uh, so they're actually stay there to so in search of income. They stay there. As uh, for example, many are them working as uh, roaming hawkers. Many of uh, many of the women are working as prostitutes at night there. Uh, uh, something like that. Right. So, um, but has it become an increased problem with more and more people moving to the cities? Uh, yeah. This is uh, creating a first creating problem because, as you said, as I said, that uh, many of them are involving in crimes uh, and they don't have any uh, proper basic human rights there. So, uh, this is a kind of problem. Uh, problem actually. Right. And in terms of um, how you were received, was everybody happy for you to be around that area and photographing with all this, you know, with an expensive camera most around of, your neck? Uh, most of them were happy. Yep. But sometimes I uh, also uh, faced some weird situations there. Uh, for example, sometimes uh, the railway station guards asked me why you were photographing here, right. what is their purpose, are you from any any agency or, uh, or are you doing any secret project or something like that. So they asked that, that, but not all the time. Almost all the people I photographed there are very welcoming. Right. right. So you had more problems with authorities, not, not the kind of people, the roaming people. Actually, uh, there is no law or something like that you can, that I cannot... Uh, take photographs in railway station. There's no rules stuff like that. But right. so, uh, Bangladesh. So, but sometimes the girls are uh, a problem. It's a main problem. But actually, there's no reason behind it. No. And is this uh, is this an ongoing project? Is this something that you intend to continue to develop? Do you go back yeah, to Chittagong? Yeah. Really? Uh, this is an ongoing project. I come to Chittagong. Uh, almost every month. I stay there four or five days uh, in every month. So right. this is an. Uh, uh, actually, I have planned to continue this project for for next uh, few few years. Okay, good. So, and quite a few of the pictures you take have children in them, which are obviously quite a vulnerable group of people. Um, and I was just wondering about the sort of women, because most of your pictures seem to have boys or men, and I was interested to know, like about the women that were also um, living in the railway stations, and because I imagine them to be a very vulnerable group as well. Oh, well, uh, as you know that Bangladesh is a Muslim country and women are a little bit shy to be photographed. Right. So, so some of the, many of them uh, did not give me permission to photograph them. And I think still I felt, for this reason, I felt uh, comfortable to photograph men and boys. But I have planned to uh, also uh, plan to uh, photograph uh, the women, especially the prostitutes, uh, they, uh, living there. Right. Okay. So in this case, so in this case, um, you being a man then had kind of mixed influence in that you felt more comfortable photographing men, but it perhaps restricted your access to women. Yeah, it was like kind of restricted, as I said. Yeah. How do you think things would have been different? Because obviously you know the language, you're local to the area. Do you think you know a white Western European? photographer would have been treated differently? Would they have a different experience? Would they have more difficulty accessing these people and, and being welcomed? 
Actually, but the people of Bangladesh are very welcoming. They have very welcoming mentality with the people, uh, foreign people, especially uh, the Western people. They, they actually love the white people or uh, people coming from uh, uh, Europe or uh, North America. Right. So, they, but the people are actually welcoming here. Yeah. And in terms of your um, choices around photographing in black and white. Um, I found this really interesting. I found the photos very powerful, but quite a few images of um, Bangladesh or, or India, which is a country I know, it's a very colourful place, and so often the images are in colour. So can you tell us something about why you chose to, to shoot black and white? Uh, well, actually, when I started photography, I was uh, influenced by the, the colour photographers like Steve McCurry, Alex with GMB Akash from Bangladesh, but I later... Uh, uh, discovered the uh, works of photographers like Joseph Kodelka, uh, Daido Moria from Japan, William Wasik Saifullah Komi from Bangladesh, and I felt like black and white image, uh, the, the, I like this style more, and I, I, I think that uh, black and white photography is uh, kind of abstract, because you cannot see black and white things in your own eyes, so when people uh, look at a uh, black and white photograph, uh, they, they, in their brain they feel like uh, this is kind of an abstract thing. So well, for this reason, black and white, uh, I was uh, in, interested by in uh, black and white photography. But the thing is not like that in future, uh, I will not work in color. I have also planned to uh, do in color in future. Are the same project in color or different project? A different project, oh, okay. obviously different project. Yeah, yeah. Because I think the black and white sort of really brings the focus on the subjects and helps to sort of slow down the pace because the railway stations, um, the pictures that I've seen always make them seem very, very busy and hectic and the black and white for me sort of isolates the people and gets you to really stop and think about their their lives and what they're going through and I think it's really effective in that way. So I think it's an interesting choice. And you also kind of do quite high contrast in your post-processing and I also really like the way that you use kind of quite a lot of shadows and light and is that was that a conscious choice before you took the pictures or did that kind of just come out when you're looking at them afterwards that those ones worked really well or were you've always been interested in kind of using shadows and light actually it is because uh, because of uh, my influence in photography i was ethically influenced by the master photographers who were working in this style so right. i'm trying i'm also trying to do my to, to develop my work in this style but in future, I have, as I said earlier, that I have planned to work with color, uh, work with even low contrast photographs. Right. Yeah. No. I think, but I think these images work really well with, and I think the lights and the shadows in them are, are great. They're very effective and very. They bring in definitely a, a really strong kind of atmosphere, which suits the work. So I think that I think they're lovely. Okay. Thank you. And which photographers um, were you saying you were influenced by there? You've named a few. Bangladeshi photographers, is that right? Uh, Joseph Kobilga, Dajo Moriwa, I'm not Bangladeshi. No. But uh, le later, later I was influenced by Munem Wasif, uh, Saifullah Kobi of Bangladesh. Right. And, uh, and Saifullah Kobi is actually my mentor. He's a great photographer, very world-famous photographer. And is there quite a big sort of photography scene in Bangladesh? Actually, Bangladesh is uh, doing very well uh, nowadays uh, in uh, from last... A few years, uh, Bangladeshi photographers are uh, getting many international recognition, uh, and uh, Bangladesh uh, major photography exhibition made uh, like uh, Chobi Bella are being held there. Chobi Bella is 
uh, as I know, that the second largest photography festival of the world. That there is a, this is a bi, uh, uh, biennial photography festival. So the movement of Bangladesh, uh, the photography, especially the documentary or this kind of journalistic photography, the movement is actually nowadays is very good. Right. The status is very good. So that's uh, documentary and photojournalism rather than fine art or other forms. Is it specifically documentary and photojournalism that's flourishing? Yes, the documentary and photojournalism are flourishing. But other kind of photography, like fine art photography, glamour photography, food photography, this kind of photography, in this kind of photography, Bangladesh is not actually not doing very well. Right. But but in documentary and journalistic photography, Bangladeshi photographers are uh, doing very well in international arena. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And will you be showing your work at uh, Bangladesh Festival? Uh, actually, I did not. Uh, still, I did not participate in any Bangladesh festival, but right. I would love to. Yeah. But most of my exhibition actually held in uh, Europe, especially in England. Uh, for example, in this year, uh, uh, I had four exhibitions in England. All right. Where have you exhibited? The uh, first, uh, first uh, photo was uh, work was exhibited in Sony World Photography Awards in uh, Somerset House. Okay. Uh, yep. Then exhibited in uh, King's Surgery School, Bath. <laughs> then it's exhibited in uh, recently exhibited in Mother London as a part of Ian Ferry Scholarship. And I was one of the commended photographers of this year's Ian Ferry Scholarship that was given by um, uh, jointly given by Sunday Times Magazine. Cannot and Oh wow! Nice. Have you have you ever explored audio and video with your projects? Uh, because obviously it'd be very interesting to hear more about the individuals that are around Chittagong Railway. Have you are you using exclusively stills photography when you're documenting uh, this, or are you using audio and video as well? Uh, well, I uh, take uh, keep uh, audio player with me, or sometimes I uh, record audio with my mobile phone just to have uh, records of the of the people I am photographing. But I'm not using, still using the, this audio in my projects. I still uh, this uh, this pro this pro this project is exclusively uh, in or just only uh, in uh, photograph. But in future, I have planned to do some multimedia projects, but, uh, and also I have planned to study multimedia photojournalism in future. Okay. What other, what other projects would you like to explore in the future? Uh, besides Chidawang Railway Station, uh, my, another project is going on that is on Suro Diyutan. Uh, that, that was, uh, <coughs> that, that, that was commented in uh, Yen Kuri Scholarship. But uh, besides this two ongoing projects, I have some other plan to some uh, to do some other work. Like I have planned to uh, working a environmental uh, projects, like to work with in environmental refugees, climate refugees. Okay. And also, uh, uh, actually, my next plan is to work with working with uh, with this topic. Climate refugees. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Of which there are quite a few in Bangladesh, uh, am I right? Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. Bangladesh is one of the most uh, suffering country uh, that has been suffered from uh, climate changes. And uh, what are you doing to uh, promote yourself and your work? What uh, what tools are you using and, and what platforms? Till now, I'm uh, not working 
as professional because I'm not doing assignments or something like that. So, but I have a, a plan to um, make my own website blog. I plan to promote myself by this. And I'm continuously uh, submitting in international exhibitions, uh, international uh, competitions. So uh, right now, this is my way of promotion. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and you're getting a lot of recognition already, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm getting some recognition. And have you have you many connections? Have you kind of connected with many photographers uh, outside of Bangladesh? Yeah, yeah I've uh, I've done some workshops uh, of international uh, some international uh, workshop held in Bangladesh, so uh-huh. I, I have a connection with them and also. Uh, working with uh, photographers like Saifullah Kobe, Andrew Biras uh, in Bangladesh, they are uh, they are very famous. Uh, actually, and uh, both of them are uh, very internationally acclaimed photographers. I well, I work under them. All right. Uh, I will work on I'll work under them. Is I'm I'm doing um I'm participated in a mentor well, one of the uh, ongoing mentorship program of Saifullah Kobe. All right, that's fantastic. Oh, that's great. Yeah. It's a great opportunity. Yeah, that was a really good opportunity. When we spoke last week, you mentioned that you're heading to Cambodia. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, I'm going to Cambodia to participate in uh, a photography workshop uh, named Anchor Photo Workshop. This uh, great photographers like Anton Diakata, Sora Fura are, uh, will be taking uh, classes there. Right. And I'm one of the, one of the 30 uh, uh, selected photographers uh, from uh, around Asia, and this is very competitive. Uh, the the best emerging photographers are actually selected here to uh, participate in this, this workshop in right. Cambodia. Right. That's great. What a great experience. Yeah, that should be great. Yeah, very exciting. So there's seems to be a kind of quite a network of people then in Bangladesh, and is as you were saying, it's as an up and coming area for documentary photography. So do you find that there's a lot going on in terms of exhibitions and workshops and people to talk to about your work? Yeah, that, that, that is really a great experience to, to actually exhibitions and uh, are uh, a way, one way that you can, you can showcase your photographs to to a mass people, uh, uh, to the general people. So that should, that should be a great opportunity, I think. But there's a, a good community of people in, um, where you are to um, in Dhaka to to talk to and and uh, exchange ideas and so on. Yes, uh, 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 there is a very good community of uh, documentary photographers in Takasoka. Mm. I can uh, uh, share my experience with other photographers here. Yeah. And what about exposure to the work of other photographers? Are there many exhibitions organized in Dhaka and other uh, cities around yeah, Bangladesh? Yeah. Actually, the uh, the movement of photography is still now based on just Dhaka. So uh, every year many exhibitions are going on in Dhaka. So, right. but uh, also outside the Dhaka, it is really uh, difficult to uh, show my work. Right. Okay. Yeah. Is that why you moved there? I moved to Dhaka because I, uh, while I was in Chittagong, uh, in my university, there, there is no. Uh, my, uh, uh, my second concentration in Dhaka was media and communication, but. In which university I studied in Chittagong, in that university there is no media and communication department. So I uh, transferred my credit to other universities in Dhaka to 
study in media and communication. My major was uh, marketing, but my minor was uh, media and communication. So right, actually, okay. I moved to Dhaka to study media and communication. Yeah, yeah. But then by moving to Dhaka, you, you have more opportunities to to both evolve as a photographer and also get commissions uh, yeah. and work. Yeah. Yes, uh, obviously I got, got more opportunity in Dhaka. Yeah. And so what do you hope to get from the, the mentor program that you're going to participate in? What do you think you'll be exposed to? Yeah, mentor program uh, was, uh, this mentor program was very helpful uh, to me. And my mentor helped me out to sh shape my mentality, uh, shape my thinking uh, towards photography, actually. He actually totally changed my mind in photography. So that was uh, really helpful for me to how to see people. Are there many female photographers at all? Uh, female photographers? Yes. Uh, well, uh, many uh, many women are uh, uh, doing nowadays photography in Bangladesh, but uh, but most of them are not uh, continuing this uh, full-time profession or not doing this from, from a, a longer period of time. But nowadays, uh, some female photographers are doing very well. For mm -hmm. example, in Yenfede Scholarship, uh, I was commended, but the main winner was uh, named uh, Farjana Hussain. She was she's also from Bangladesh, and she's uh, doing some tremendous work on women in Bangladesh. And other photographers like Suslima, uh, uh, she's also doing uh, uh, she's doing uh, her project on garment garment work as well. And that work is actually uh, getting a very recognized by international. Right. right. Good. It's good Excellent. Yeah, it's good to hear. Yeah, yeah. What do you think the barriers to um, women photographers in Bangladesh are? The barriers are uh, like the one major problem is security for women. The security of women is in Bangladesh is not very strong till now. And uh, the other thing is that uh, most of the women are not doing photography. Is, uh, for example, while they are getting married, they are giving up photography. Right. Actually, these are the main. Uh, this, uh, these are actually the main barriers for the women uh, photographers here. Ah, okay. So they stop when they are married. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Most yeah. of them. Yeah. How do you go about initiating? How do you go about starting a new project? Do you do a lot of research? You say that you want to do one on climate refugees. So do you have a concept in mind, uh, an approach? Have you done research on the topic on organizations that are working in the field? Yeah, I'm studying research uh, in uh, climate, uh, uh, about uh, climate refugees. Uh, and I did some research before uh, doing my project of Surah Devotan, but uh, the Chilevang Realization Project, uh, I did not do that much research on the study because uh, I said earlier that uh, that project I started almost some very suddenly. So what about what about the climate refugee project? How will you how will you start it? How will you research it? How will you get access to the people and the, the environment? Uh, right now I'm actually uh, right now I'm actually uh, doing my research uh, just on. Uh, on the on the internet, but after coming from back from uh, Cambodia, yep. I have planned to do some uh, field work, some field research on this project. Oh okay. right, and um, where will you be going for that? Um, I have planned to go the coastal areas of Bangladesh. Coastal areas. But I still did, uh, I still did not decide that when specifically in which area I'm going. But uh, I I'm going to the coastal some coast, I will visit some coastal areas of Bangladesh. And will you just turn up at these areas, or will you make 
contacts before you go or work with organizations? Uh, I have some relatives in coastal area. I, I, at first, I will contact with them uh, to get access to get uh, to know about the place uh, well. Uh, I have uh, and right now this is my plan. And after going there, uh, there I will definitely get some other books. I think. Right. Yeah. How do you find um, exposing the rest of the world to your work? I know that you've been you've been referred to as a, as an emerging photographer in some uh, Western publications. How easy do you feel that it is for people elsewhere in the world to gain access to very established competitions and and also agencies and and the likes like Panos and Magnum? Do you feel that the opportunities exist? Yeah, from Bangladesh. Yes. Yes, yeah, so from uh, Bangladeshi photographers are already working in panel uh, agencies like panels, uh, agency pool or stuff. But, so I think this is still uh, very difficult to work in big big uh, agencies from Bangladesh. Um, some guys are already uh, working in big agencies from yeah. Bangladesh. Who is your current main inspiration? Uh, my current main inspiration uh, photographers like Rogurai, Saifulokomi, Munam Wasif, Joseph Kodelka, Sebastian Kalgato. These names are my current inspiration. Right, okay. And can you tell us about a read a book or seen an exhibition recently that has inspired you or in, in Bangladesh or perhaps something you've seen on the internet in terms of a... Recently, the, in the beginning of this year, I visited Chobi Mela in Bangladesh, uh, which is, uh, as I said earlier, that, uh, well, uh, the second largest exhibition in uh, in the world. Uh, many great photography were exhibited there. And recently, I'm looking uh, for a photography book uh, called Belongings of, of um, Mune Wasif. So I recommend uh, this book to the rest of the world. He's a Bangladesh photographer and working as, uh, in agency and he's one of my most favorite photographers. C- can you just say that, that name and the book title again? Uh, the, his name is Munem Wasif and uh, the book name is Belonging. Belonging, okay, okay. great. Uh, uh, what I'll do is I'll get um, all these names and websites and uh, book titles from you. Um, via email, and I'll make sure that they are available oh, to yeah, the listeners. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I will uh, send it to your email. Yeah, great. great. I, I have a question. Will you just stick to Bangladesh for the climate refugees, or do you think that you might go um, outside of your country? No, I have planned to just work in Bangladesh. Just work in Bangladesh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you feel that climate refugees, in particular, is an underreported issue? What what motivates you to to pursue this particular project? So this issue is not that much under uh, reported issue actually. Some uh, big photographers are being uh, in this project, and so many of them photograph in Bangladesh as well. But personally, I think uh, in uh, so for example, many of my even some of my relatives are uh, uh, victim of climate uh, climate change, and uh, some. So for this reason, I'm interested. In it. Right. So on on a more personal kind of level, then. Yeah. And what about uh, gaining access to uh, Bangladeshi mainstream media? Do do these stories, such as homelessness, such as yeah, such as climate refugees uh, and climate change? Actually, uh, the access 
for this topics in Bangladesh media are li very limited. But right. I have, if I can uh, develop a strong uh, body of work on this pro on this issue, I have planned to uh, expose it to the international media. My plan is to yeah. Why do you think that the um, uh, exposure in the in the mainstream media is limited? Uh, as I said earlier, that uh, Bangladeshi photographers are doing very well, but uh, the Bangladeshi mainstream media is not that much uh, friendly to photography. Oh, okay. Do you mainly then use the internet to get to other Bangladeshis to to inform other Bangladeshis of these issues? Yeah, I use the internet. And I also uh, uh, contact with other Bangladeshi uh, personally, and I also use internet as well. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for your time. Yeah, thank you. Okay, and okay, okay. I'm really happy to, to be interviewed by you guys. No, well, thank you very <laughs> thank much. You. We, we appreciate the time okay, that you've so. taken. And, uh, yeah, okay. we'll be in touch. Yeah, definitely. Good luck Good with luck. all your projects. Okay, okay, okay thank you. Thank, thank you, you Take then. Care. Take care. Bye-bye. 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 Thank you for listening to the Documentary Photography Review Podcast. Links to Alvi's site and the photographers, exhibitions and organisations mentioned in the podcast are listed in the show notes. Available on the Documentary Photography Review website at documentaryphotoreview.com forward slash podcasts and just navigate to Alvi's podcast page. We release episodes of the podcast on the 1st and the 15th of every month, so to ensure you don't miss out, please don't forget to subscribe via iTunes. If you don't use iTunes, you can always download each episode via the Documentary Photography Review website, and we will continue to try and make the podcast available via as many platforms as possible. If you know of any photographers who are documenting stories local to them anywhere in the world, then please do drop me a line at chris at documentaryphotoreview.com and we'll endeavour to get them on the show. If you're a documentary photographer yourself, and would like to have your work showcased on the site, then again, get in touch via email. Work on the site does not have to be about a story local to where you live or originate from. It can be on anything so long as it's of a documentary nature. Lastly, please do spread the word and share the podcast with others who might be interested, and do consider leaving a comment and review via iTunes. Take care, and thanks again for listening. <laughs>